Welcome to Feeding Your Healthy Mind, a space where I reflect on ideas, concepts, and practices that can help us cultivate personal, physical, and mindful growth. Can small habitual changes really make us feel more connected, nourish our bodies and minds, as well as develop our consciousness? Let's expand our awareness, lean into discomfort, and find new ways to challenge what we know and how we think. Whether spiritual, psychological, or scientific, let's explore it all. Join me for the next few minutes in feeding your healthy mind. Welcome back to the Feeding Your Healthy Mind podcast. This is the last episode rounding up the first season and it's been a really fun journey. I've learned a lot, I've shared a lot and I've seen the ways in which I would like this podcast to grow in the future. Some of the ways in which the video podcast that I tried out and even though this one is not a video podcast, it's definitely something I want to be working towards and making the podcast a more visual experience. But returning to the way that we started, this is a short audio podcast. If you've got 15, 10 to 15 minutes in your day and you just wanna spend a little bit of time reflecting on something specific. So for this week, the topic is rest. And I've picked rest for many reasons. Rest is something that I struggle to do consistently or maybe I can often fall off prioritizing rest And I think that's a lot to do with how we view rest in society and productivity. But then again, reminding ourselves why rest and nourishing ourselves through rest is very important. Cultivating a specific way to rest that's holistic and specific to us is something that can really help us become closer to the versions of ourselves we want to be. So specifically I want to talk about is the ways in which we cultivate rest, the importance of rest, the benefits mentally, physically, physiologically. Um, This kind of idea of productivity being an antithesis to rest, how if we're resting or we're seen to be resting it can be observed as lazy rather than a really intelligent way to manage our energy levels and our productivity. And the last thing, which is something that's really important to me, is I want to talk about herbs and a holistic way to utilize natural remedies to support us finding ways to rest when we find that really difficult. So let's get right into the benefits of rest. Why is it vital for us to take time out to create spaces in which we can nourish and reset our nervous systems, become restful, and really see the difference between active and passive. There's numerous benefits on the mind and body, sleep being a very key element. There are lots of studies and lots of neuroscience supporting the ideas and the the facts that actually restful sleep is really quite vital to reducing cortisol in the body, to clearing and cleansing the body and the brain of all the organ systems, giving them time to reset, to catch up. Living in a world where we are 
not just expected, but also feel a pressure to be so very productive and to do and to achieve. We put our bodies under a lot of strain, mentally and physically. So resting is very vital to nourishing the tissues and repairing, as well as allowing the body to naturally go through the cycles. We're only able to have so much energy because we are able to give our body time to recuperate after expending the energy. Another wonderful importance of rest is it allows us to reflect. It allows us to reframe and it allows us to reset. Sometimes things can be overwhelming and we don't know how we've got from point A to point B because life can be a blur. We can be pulled and pushed in different directions. We can have endless to-do lists, but constantly going through that and increasing our stress levels, increasing the hormones of stress within our body, seeking out dopamine to relax the stress, we can end up in quite a vicious cycle that can be very exhausting. Finding ways to rest and that could range between a five to 15 minute nap for those who are very busy to making sure that you take a day every couple of weeks to look after yourself, do the things that allow you to feel nourished, that allow you to feel present and reset. Another great way that I like to rest, it doesn't necessarily mean it needs to be passive, but just to slow down my day. A lot of us like to have morning routines. It can help us be productive. It can help us feel secure and having a sense of where we're going, but changing that routine to slowing it down, not expecting ourselves to do so much, making sure that we really connect into each of our senses, being aware of what we touch, what we feel, what we smell, what we taste, the colors we take in the energies and the, the ether, ethereal spaces around us and how much we connect with them, how we move through space. Slowing all of those things right down allow us to connect with all of our senses, allow us to really feel rather than take for granted the things that are constantly around us. And, and a really nice way to do that is to be out in nature, but also to bring nature into your space whether that be through flowers, through pieces of, of currently in autumn, there's, there's red leaves and they're starting to fall and you can notice the crispiness of them and the drying out and the wind and the cooler airs rather than the heat that we've come from. Just being aware of that and maybe bringing some of that inside. And we can do that with things like essential oils, ones that relate to the seasons, things that are woody like cedar and oak, eucalyptus, some sweet citrus like orange. These kinds of um, smells, all of these kind of outdoor elements that really help us bring our awareness back to this present moment can really help us to rest. So let's revisit this idea of productivity and rest being seen as laziness there is this idea that if you're not constantly doing something or constantly trying to achieve something that you aren't, you aren't working hard enough. You may be lazy. 
I really don't like this view and I think it can be really harmful to our mental states and our physical states. We can feel pressured to really overexhaust ourselves, overexert ourselves into places where we're constantly sick and undernourished, overwhelmed and finding it difficult to sleep. And we know how vital nourishing sleep is to the functioning of our minds and bodies. Being able to get six to eight hours of nourishing sleep where we're not dreaming, where we're in a state of relaxation, our cells can rejuvenate and repair, our brains can wash out any, any of the stuff we don't need. It can really help with retaining memory, bring up a level of alertness, a readiness to start over. And this doesn't necessarily mean that you're not productive. It doesn't mean that just because you're not constantly doing, because you're prioritizing rest, or maybe even scheduling rest, that you aren't getting somewhere. And this is something that I think is really important for individuals that are really productive, that love to do, that like to have a checklist and a schedule, you can also schedule rest. And that way you feel like you're not falling off a schedule. But what you are doing is making sure that it is a vital part of your day or your week or your month. And that could be 15 minutes throughout the day. It could be an hour a week. It could be a whole day every month that you prioritize rest. I would suggest putting it in throughout your day Giving you that element of slowing down really allows you to see the difference between you when you're putting in full effort, whether that be physical exertion through exercise, mental exertion through studying or working towards something that you're working towards. Knowing the difference between rest and activeness and achieving can allow you to notice where your efforts are Feeling that difference can be a source of dopamine for the brain. In the book Dopamine Nation, the neuroscientist refers to this idea that we're constantly looking for dopamine. So we look for things that are quicker and that spike more dopamine than the previous dopamine hits. But actually things like resistance training, things that are difficult, once we achieve them, they also give us a hit of dopamine. That's why people can be addicted to things like exercising. However, that is a better way of, of allowing that reward system to work because you feel as though you've worked for something, whereas passively watching something or engaging in something that is constantly brought towards you, like overeating or video games, we are not so active in the reward system. We just want more and more. Now, how does that relate to rest? Well, when we put in full effort for something and we get the dopamine from that, and we then take a long period of time to rest, we can really see the disparity between the action and the rest. Meaning that the dopamine would be strong, but it won't need to spike so often, and we won't need to continuously get it. Not to a rate where it's more than the previous time which can, over a long period of time, leave us feeling as though any dopamine spike is not enough. Leading to things like depression and stress and anxiety. 
So scheduling rest, putting it into our day, whether that be moments of presence, deep breathing, giving yourself a five to 15 minute power nap, stepping away from the things that really alert your senses and moving towards just things that are natural, taking a step outside, enjoying some herbal tea. These kinds of things can still be rest. One of the things I like to do is to lie on my back on the floor in almost like a star position and just focus on breathing, noticing the air filling up in my stomach, my belly and my chest, and then noticing it fall. And really focus on softening certain areas where I feel tension, usually around my temples and my forehead. Noticing if my hands are clenching, noticing how tight my feet or even my hips are. For me, I notice my hips are a real indicator of if I'm feeling stressed. I feel the direct connection between the tightness in my jaw and the tightness in my hips. So just bringing awareness to it and allowing myself to say, can I let that soften? These are small ways that I incorporate rest. But what other things can we use to support rest? There's loads of Nervine herbs, ones that nourish and replenish our nervous system. You can go for oat straw and motherwort. We can go for uh, chamomile. We can go for valerian for a stronger sleep herb, lavender, those sweet, aromas, those nourishing herbs that feel that they warm us from the inside out. And we can make them with teas, we can burn them and take in the, the smells. We can have them near our bed, we can put them into like oils on a roller ball, and we can just incorporate them into our day to really help us relax. And this is once again, a real sensory way. They have an active, they have active action on our bodies if we take them in as teas or tinctures, but we can also use them in our space. We don't have to ingest them. We can connect with them through the external senses like smell and touch. Even seeing them in their natural environments, seeing lavender, taking in the abundance of smell, allowing those essential oils and those potent ingredients, the active ingredients within herbs to just enter our system, enter our olfactory nerves, allowing our nervous system to rest, penetrating the vagus nerve. And that's another way that we can support ourselves resting. Now, rest should be quite a natural thing. As babies, we wake up, we spend our energy throughout the day and then we, we actually spend loads of hours throughout the day as babies resting. And the reason in which babies do that is because they are growing and they need that time to digest and not just digest the food, but digest their experiences. And we still need to do that. We still need to allow ourselves to time to digest everything we take in physically as food mass, as, as water, as experiences, as conversations, as concepts, as knowledge and ideas. And the only ways in which we can do that is if we allow the body to stop, to focus on its main functions, to come back and reset to baseline. So rest is something I'm very passionate about and believe it or not, something I struggle with too. It's a constant practice. 
It's a constant allowing and giving permission to stop and do nothing. And I think that's been something I've been working on for the last six to eight months, just giving myself periods of not doing anything. I love new knowledge, I love to learn, I love to experience things, challenge myself physically, mentally and grow. But in order for all of that, for me to be able to reap the benefits of it, I need to know that I need to stop and reflect on it. And without that, I'm just constantly taking things in. And that impacts how much I can take in. Thank you so much for joining me for this first season of the Feeding Your Healthy Mind podcast. It's been a lot of new conversation, lots of realization, discovery, mistakes, learning, opportunities. I really look forward to working on a new season and a new format and sharing things in a different way. Until then, let's continue to feed our healthy minds. Catch you next time.